Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. And we're not back because we've been doing podcasts consistently for the past two years. Yeah, we've been doing it every week. I've been wondering where you guys are at. The the download <laughs> metrics have been bad, but maybe it's because we've only been uploading to podcast.ru.biz. Yeah, I you know, I'd seen some good reviews. They reached out via the email and were like, We've got a wonderful business proposition for you. We can turn your podcast episodes into NFTs. And I was like, you know what? I could use the money. So honestly... And they didn't sell. And now our two-year contract with podcast.ru.biz is over. And we're free. (laughs) And we're free. Sorry you guys didn't hear any of those episodes are uh, exclusively priced behind a paywall. And it's so... Don't... Don't pay for it. It's so expensive. You can only play them if you have <laughs> our patented digital currency, Trash Coin. And Trash Coin, uh, I have lost all of my savings. <laughs> yeah, we we are no longer minting Trash Coin. We got duped. We got duped. Yeah, I lost all my savings, which is why I'm back to uploading to just regular iTunes. I got to get that sweet, Damn. you know, I don't know. Do people make money off of these things? I, I don't. I mean, we never did. <laughs> <laughs> But we decided to uh, celebrate um, our. <laughs> we decided to celebrate um, our getting out of that exclusive horrible contract um, <laughs> by celebrating my thirtieth birthday, which was only seven months ago. Only seven months eight, ago. But if you months, think about actually. it in the context of the of being freed from the restrictive. Con- <laughs> The restrictive contract of podcast.ru.biz. Um, it's like we just turned 30 yesterday. Actually, wasn't it like podcast? Yeah, you're right. It was It was like pod crust. It was actually pod crust. <laughs> we should have known, but it's okay. We should have known, but I wasn't wearing my glasses. And I never do my due diligence for anything. <laughs> yeah, I just texted Kate. It's like, what you think? And she like, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> texted back within seconds <laughs> to say, yeah, I read it. <laughs> Put my name down on the contract. Sign for me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I trust you. (laughs) And you know, being the spouse of a lawyer basically means you're a lawyer. So like I checked it and it looked legit to me. I I didn't know. Sorry, y'all. But anyway, (laughs) Daryl would not look at it. His retainer is too high. (laughs) Oh, Uh, anyway, we're back. But to celebrate our new decade of living. Now, see, I have a little bit of a leg up on Kate in that I've been 30 for longer, 31 now. Um, But I was very interested to know uh, how being 30 has gone for you, Kate. Um, It's been a magical time. (laughs) It really is. You know, that's one thing I love about today's movie, 13 Going on 30, 2004 masterpiece starring Jennifer Garner, is the phrase... 30, flirty, and thriving. Um, yeah, I'm definitely all three of those things. Hey, this is great. We survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying Paris Hilton deserves better. Also the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's Guess What You're Gonna Hate with Janine and Kate. And it's only because of Jennifer Garner that we were able to enjoy being 30 so much. Yeah. Jenna, if if this movie hadn't come out when I was a teenager, I would have just killed myself on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so good good job, Jennifer Garner. No. The impact. The impact of Jennifer Garner. <laughs> She's done more for my mental health than anyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> she really transformed, you know, I think this idea of what turning 30 meant. Because, like, I don't know, I watched this movie, I would have been 12 when it came out. So I'm like plus or minus, you know, one year from the title of the movie. 12 when I saw it. Yeah. 31 when I rewatched it. And, uh, you know, it didn't make me scared to turn 30. It made me scared to, like, you know, miss out on the love of my life. But I think everyone's got a healthy amount of that fear. Yeah, and, I mean, you're married, so. Exactly. So it all worked out. you miss out on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and also, didn't you meet? Daryl, when you were plus or minus a couple years <laughs> off of this age, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, pined hopelessly after him until, like, 17. So it all worked out. Honestly, Jennifer Garner is probably who I have to thank for my marriage at this point. She's an icon. Yeah. She seems really nice. Um, every time I read an article about her, it's like, Jennifer Garner is nice to Ben Affleck because he needs her to be nice to him. <laughs> And it's like, Jennifer Garner is nice to everyone because she is just not an asshole, so. Yes, and she put her whole heart and soul into this film. I really think so. I was impressed re-watching it because I was like, she just really commits to the bit. And you have to commit to the bit because the whole, you know, idea of this film, 13 going on 30, it starts with a 13-year-old who is unpopular, you know, an outcast, trying to get in with a popular group. Bullied. Yeah, the popular group, they're called the Six Chicks? Six Chicks. Right. And one of the Six Chicks is Brie Larson. Amazing. See, I didn't know That's that. how old this movie is. She's a background Six Chick. That is so funny. Like, I had no clue. I did not see her at all. There was one line where Jennifer Garner's best friend, Matt, who's played, the grown-up version is played by Mark Ruffalo, who I definitely had a crush on. If I went into the future and I saw that, like, my childhood best friend was Mark Ruffalo, I would, I'd, oh, fuck, I'd go back. I'd lose my mind. Yes. I'd be like, oh, no. Why not? I fucked this up. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the whole point of the film, right? Um, and there's a line where young Matt, uh, when Jennifer Garner's character, Jenna, says, one day I'm going to be one of the six chicks. He goes, you can't be one of the six chicks. There's only six of them. That's how it works. She's going to kill one of them. Yeah. I guess maybe she took over Brie Larson. Maybe that's how it went. I'm now looking at a picture of all the six chicks. And I totally forgot that Ashley Benson from Pretty Little Liars was also a six chick. I also think that it's just, like, so incredible how good the casting for young Jenna and young, uh, I can't remember her friend's name because I'm shitty. Uh, Tom Tom is her nickname, and she's, Lucy is her Judy real name. Greer. <laughs> yes. They just yes. both ha it's like, that's fucked up. Did you guys go back in time to film this movie? <laughs> They were created in like a lab, a little clone lab, like 13 years prior, uh, someone was like, you know what, I got this idea for a movie, grow some. But we'll have to wait. Yeah. We're going to have to wait. Grow some mini little celebrities now. But only these two. Only a, yeah. a little Judy Greer and a little Jennifer Garner. And <laughs> Alexander, now I'm just on Wikipedia. <laughs> little, little Judy Greer has not had the best career, has not had like the most success. But little little Jennifer Garner was in like Revenge. She played another little Jennifer Garner in Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. I mean, when you've got the look down, you know, you can't squander it. Jennifer Garner doesn't need to think who's going to play young me in a movie. <laughs> you can't waste the clone money. I've got one of those. I'm paid for that. That was $50,000 in like... That's a steal. <laughs> in, in 1991. Oh, which is like $3 million today, right? 50000 I'm doing a calculation. <laughs> In 1991 money. <laughs> $50,000 in 1991 is equivalent to about $111,647.21 today. Why not? Which doesn't feel 
Why not? Which like only like a little over doubled and that doesn't feel right. You know, it's it it makes sense though, because I realized the other day that I kind of treat a 20 the way that I treated a five like 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like it used to be every time you left the house, you had to spend $15. And now every time you leave the house, you have to spend $40. Yes, at <laughs> least. And it's like, I will spend $20 without thinking about it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. 15, 20 bucks, whatever. It's $20. It's $20. But like, whatever. That's a lot. That's that should be a lot of money, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it. It's not a lot of money anymore. Yeah. You know what is a, a lot of money? What groceries? Groceries. Anyway, this yes. is thirty year old quarter. Yes. God, this is are so see expensive. now that we turned thirty, we don't talk about fun things anymore. We talk about taxes and money and groceries. And I haven't even. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for thirteen going on thirty, and I totally fucking forgot about the concept of seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, curious to know, did you ever play it? Never, actually. That required going to parties with boys, <laughs> I think. I don't know. So so for those that don't know, Seven Minutes in Heaven is like seven minutes locked in a closet with a member, usually of the opposite sex. I mean, it's like the 80s and 90s. Like, come on. It's 1987. <laughs> yes. And in this film, the context in this is that... Uh, Jenna, who thinks that she's starting to get into the popular, like, clique, she invites the popular kids over to her 13th birthday party. Turns out they just want her to do their homework. And the popular girl, Tom Tom, convinces her to get into the closet with the blindfold on and wait for the hot guy who's named, like, I really thought that his name was, like, Gropey, but I think it's, it's like, Chris something with a G, but I really thought it was Gropey at first. Like, that's too on the nose. But it wasn't. It was something else. Chris Grandy. Grandy. Okay, Chris Hansy, Chris Chris Gropesy, like whatever his name was. She's waiting for him in the closet, but Matt comes back. He'd gone to his house to get, I think, a Casio or something like that. And uh, Tom Tom, a uh, little trickster that she is, is like, oh, yeah, Jenna's waiting in the closet for you. But Jenna's waiting for Chris Hansy. And uh, so she gets upset when she sees him. Locks herself in the closet, which is where I forgot to mention, Matt had so lovingly made her a custom dollhouse with, like, little pictures of her and him, and Rick Springsteen is also there. (laughs) Rick Springsteen. He's just there. He's on the couch. That's, like, that's, that's, like, true... That's simp behavior, <laughs> Matt. That's simp behavior, Maddie. <laughs> well, th- not just that, but like Matt's like little picture that he made of himself is like pointing at Rick, telling him to behave himself. And iconic, right? She's like, what? he's like, oh, well, I know that the girl has got a crush on, has a crush on Rick Springfield. So it's whatever. I'll just put him in here. What is, is Springsteen? Spring- Springfield? Wait, because <laughs> actually, it's funny because sometime in the movie, someone says it wrong and Jenna gets really mad and corrects them. So it's very fitting that we don't know. It's Rick Springsteen. It's Springsteen. <laughs> it's Rick Springfield. I'm Googling this. And Springsteen is Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. OK, but you know what? I feel like somewhere out there, there's an archetype of the 80s pop star that is called you know the spring steeled <laughs> so the spring steel the spring fe- fiend they took them to the same cloning lab that they made these little tiny versions of these actors out of and just smashed them together his name isn't even rick springfield it's springthorpe springthorpe <laughs> that's his real last name look you know what i get it richard lewis springthorpe known professionally as rick springfield and he's from australia well australian american that doesn't feel real that does feel a little <laughs> odd but i mean it's the same thing with um the original um Oh man, she's one of the Kardashians. Um, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, 
Kylie. Kylie. The original Kylie. (laughs) Kylie Minogue. Thank you for your, like, you just listing them all off. I needed that. I really needed that. They're all K names. And as someone with a K name, I'm legally obligated to know what their names are. Oh, you have to know. Yes, you do. You have to know. I had to deal with that before I graduated from high school. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, he made her this lovely little dollhouse and put, like, wishing dust over it, like, sprinkled wishing dust, which is just glitter. So it's just microplastics, like, straight into her, uh, you know... Carpet. The carpet of her (laughs) her fucking closet. And into her hair and her eyes and all that stuff. But when she locks the closet door after yelling at Matt, she, like, knocks her head against the shelf and the glitter rains down and... Dream sequence, she's transferred to being 30 in New York City. And it's kind of like, you've seen Big, right? Yeah, I've seen Big. Like Tom Hanks. Yeah, so I realized like, oh, it's kind of like Big, but it doesn't feel as creepy as Big because Big feels creepy. Big does feel creepy, but I think it's also just like Jennifer Garner is so incredibly charming in this role. Yes. That like any other person playing, it's like even Tom Hanks, an incredibly charming man, also, I think it helps that it's like she was kind of a teenager who was already like yes. wanting to be 30, even though she didn't really know what that meant. Also, I love that that's the age that that she was like, this is when I'm going to this is when I'm going to come into my own. She didn't give her herself her 20s at all. <laughs> she wasn't like me where I was like, when I'm 25, I'm going to be at the height of my power, which is wrong. But that's what I thought when I was like, you know, in middle school, high school, I was like, wow, being 25 is going to be amazing. She was like, time to hit my thirties girls. Also big. The guy, the kid was 10. That felt that's weird. He, yes, that is weird. And also he hooks up with like an adult, which is extra. Weird. Yeah. She doesn't hook up with the Maddie of the future. Really? I mean, like, right. She just like goes back to the past and is like, okay, time to lock this down. Exactly. Exactly. So there's no, like, she gets like a little weird, like strip tease from her adult boyfriend, but you know, it's not weird. And it, it's totally like just kind of like played around with, I don't know. Another film that kind of plays in the same message of like, just skipping to the good part. Not as good, obviously is click. You remember Click? Yeah, I do remember Click with uh, Adam Sandler. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, but the whole idea is like, oh, just skip through all the hard part and get to the part where everything works out again. And just like that film, this film is like, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You gotta finish high school, Jenna. <laughs> Middle school, Jenna. The part that makes me cringe the most of this movie um, is really just when she like gets boobs and she's just like holding them. And like, I relate to that because I'm constantly just like, you know, I've just got like a hand on them. <laughs> That's mostly like me going up and down stairs, though. <laughs> but, yes. Or looking for something, looking for something. You got to like hold your boobs. Yeah, because you know? your boobs are in the way. Yeah, they're in the way. But there is a part where like she's like, look at these boobies. And I'm just like, I get it. But I also got boobies when I was generink, young generink's age. So yeah. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I know it's like when people are like, oh, when you get older, your boobs are going to sag. I was like, my boobs have been sagging since I got them. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I was like, I don't think you can just like grow D cups overnight and not have them sag. It's like woke up. It's like they popped out. I was like, what? When did this happen? And now I'm an H cup and I'm just like, it's fine. Good Lord. I just accept the back pain because it also comes with a medical marijuana card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. See, I didn't even know that was going to be an option when I was when I was in my 30s. Maybe I should have been more excited about being th- No, I got the medical card when I was like 27. So yeah, being 27 was the height of my power. 
Oh, no, I think it's funny because it really does make you think. Like, there's a lot of parts in this film that do hit different, obviously, when you're on the 30 side rather than the 13 side. You're like, man, nobody would get away with this thriller dance. <laughs> no, I was thinking that actually. Because, like, so at one point, you know, Jenna's trying to get her footing in this world that she's in. She's now a magazine editor for Poise and she's like trying to fit in these parties. The magazine is struggling because another magazine keeps scooping their stories. The magazine is called Sparkle. And so they're about to throw this party and everyone's leaving the party early. And Jenna's like gotten totally trashed on pina coladas, not virgin, as she says. And uh, she's like, don't worry, I can save it. You guys are playing this trash, like, you know, techno music. Let me put on some real music. She was on Thriller and starts dancing. Everyone's awkwardly laughing. Matt shows up because, of course, he does. And uh, she pulls him on the dance floor. They dance Thriller. And that part lasted a little too long. I'm not going to lie. I did take a bathroom break at that time. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I get they're going to finish dancing Thriller. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like the whole song. It's crazy. Yes, it's like the whole song. And I was wondering what would be what would be our equivalent you know if we've went from 13 to 30 like what would we have brought with us okay so what was going on in 2005 <laughs> like what kind of choreographed like dances were going on the only thing i can think of is like i know that there were a couple of songs that we all knew the that i was like taught the moves to when i was in in my sorority back in college, which I can't remember the names of, but I'm sure if they came on, I would still remember kind of how to do them. I found a listicle on RedBull.com. RedBull.com, <laughs> uh, a true scholar's website. Ten biggest party dances since 2000. This is 2007, so like a little bit too late. It'd be like a 15 going on 32 thing for us, but <laughs> which is the year I'm pretty sure we met. Yes. Uh, you've been in my life like longer than you hadn't been in my yes. life. Yes. Which is wild. Soldier Boy, Superman. I was thinking Soldier Boy, but I wasn't sure if, if dance was like the whole thing or just if I'm just remembering in like middle school dances, everyone going like, oh my God, as soon as the iconic like you, you know, and they all jump up and run over there. I was like, did it last beyond that? And so apparently it did. Yeah, Superman. No, that was, I think that was the same song. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, well, no, he had Crank That. Yeah. Which honestly probably Crank That. Also, there's the Stanky Leg, which was 2008, and the Wobble, which was also 2008. The Wobble. That's what I was thinking of. That's the one that I remember having to learn when in a sorority so we could all dance the wobble and things like that. That's what I was thinking. I never realized that that was like 2008 because I feel like I only ever really learned about that once I was in college, which was exactly 2012. Same here. Or at the end of 2011, I guess. I don't really remember how things work. Again, were we going to parties? No, no. We <laughs> like, were we going to parties? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, there's Lean Back. Which one? That was 2004, so Lean Back. You know, it was like a fat <gasps> oh, joke. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, but I don't think any of those... I just don't know if any of them have the same impact. Single ladies. Yes. Single ladies dance. Is that a thing normal people know? That's what I want to know. Like, the whole dance? Or is that something only people who know how to dance know? Well... There's a lot of just, like, motions that aren't actually that hard to do. Mm. Like, sure, you have to have rhythm, and a lot of people are going to fail there. But <laughs> she's not doing, like, flips or anything. She's just doing, like, the, the arms and the legs, you know? It's not like the WAP dance, you know, where you have to, like, get no, down on the floor and, like... like, just, like, completely, like, fuck the floor, yeah. I mean, like, that's a little bit too late, because in 2008, I was, like, 16, so a little bit too old. But I would say if they remade this movie, they would put it squarely in the era of the thriller dance being the single ladies dance. Yes. 
Because honestly, if I saw the single ladies dance today at like a corporate thing and just a bunch of people knew how to do it, I think I would lose my fucking mind. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like that would get people on the dance floor because like Beyonce, like she's just got that power. Like, first of all, like I said, Jennifer Garner plays a perfect like fish out of water. Like she is, you know, cute and quirky and you can't really hate any of her little reactions to stuff, even though I do think it's really funny that like, so it ends up being that her adult best friend is Lucy, one of the six chicks who was like bullying her or whatever lead six chick who decided somewhere along the line to not go by tom tom anymore what a name yes and after she got a nose job and she got a nose job which is crazy because the the young uh tom tom did not need a nose job that was like the era of the nose job you know what i mean like mid-2000s was like peak you got to get a nose job yeah now that i'm saying and people don't still get them but like that was like the thing what's that movie where like all the girls on campus have got have gotten nose jobs is that it's clueless? Yeah, I was gonna say clueless, which is like a little bit earlier, but still in that same era because it's like within ten years that like mid nineties to mid two thousands like nose job era. Mid nineties, and you know they're flashing back to the eighties. So, <laughs> so maybe we just don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Maybe we know exactly what we're talking about, and I will not accept. You know, maybe I'm, we're not being tricked by this fucking contract anymore, and I feel smart and empowered. <laughs> right, exactly. Now we're allowed to say the cutting edge things, right? And we don't have to. We don't have to be, we're no longer required to, like, review, like, straight-to-video Russian knockoffs of Disney movies anymore, which is great. I've seen more horrifically animated things in the past two years than I have ever had any right to. I considered just removing, surgically removing my eyeballs, but then I realized the contract is almost up. Right, the eye job, as it were. (laughs) Anyway. That's, yeah, no, wait, no, that I, I can't. I'm not quick enough, but I'm like, that sounds like something to do with with Steve Jobs. <laughs> the eye job. <laughs> oh, man. You just know that, like, one of those, like, 2000s type of, you know, technology and society are actually bad, like, political cartoonists, where, like, somebody out there made Apple's introducing the eye job, and it's, like, a plastic surgery suite by Apple. Like, somebody made that. Something stupid and bad. Somebody made that. Anyway, so, like, there's a point where Jenna and Lucy are going out to a bar and Lucy's like oh my god there's this like cute boy flirting behind you and she clearly means this like 30 year old man with like a beard and stuff like that like kind of like giving her the eyes but Jenna thinks it's like the 13 year old sitting at the table like eating french fries that's the worst part of the movie it is it is that was the worst part of the movie especially because Lucy is just like do you want to go to jail and like leads her out like what the fuck are you doing exactly you can't really like hold it against her that like later Lucy is like gossiping to another co-worker like Jenna's acting really weird I don't think we should work with her anymore you know what I would say the same thing if I saw my co-worker hitting on a 13 year old boy i love like the idea that she is like aware and cognizant of the fact that she is now 30 years old and she's jennifer garner and she's beautiful but she's still just like might as well get back up to my old tricks Oh, so, like, in the background of all this, like, you know, her trying to succeed in her career and, like, get the magazine back on its footing, of course, she finds Matt again, and they start reconnecting, even though Matt's like, we haven't talked since, like, high school, and Jenna's so heartbroken, they're not friends anymore, but Jenna gets him a job doing photography for like their redesign they have to do with the magazine because their sales are suffering so much and throughout this whole thing they're having some cute little flirty moments but that's when you find out that matt has a fiance and you know what her name is wendy yes it's wendy and i think this movie does a really good job 
of touching on two concepts, and I'm going to speak in a very heteronormative, like, romantic comedy, like, stereotype here, and I recognize that. Women's, straight women's dreams, there's two things, right? One's a dream, one's a nightmare. First, the dream. Having a boyfriend that has been obsessed with them since childhood. Like, that's every every woman's dream in the romantic comedy world, you know? Every woman wants somebody like Matt, who was hopelessly in love with them when they were kids, when they were living together, and is still obsessed with them to the day, hung up on them. Everyone loves that. But every woman's worst nightmare, <laughs> having a fiancé who's never gotten over their childhood crush. <laughs> <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Like, two sides. And they're here in this movie. Because poor Wendy, who's very nice to Jenna at every time that they meet, is totally oblivious that her boyfriend... she's just like, oh yeah, my fiancé, who I love and trust, childhood friend, who he hasn't talked about. So nice to meet you. Or talked to <laughs> since, she was, since they were like 15 or something. It's like, I have no reason to... Uh, except for like, you look at her and you're like, fuck, it's Jennifer Garner. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, it's Jennifer Garner. No, fuck, how am I supposed to compete with this? <laughs> But she's cool as a cucumber. She's so cool. I thought you were going to say uh, women's two dreams in, in, a ro- in a rom-com. One, boyfriend who's obsessed with her. Two, working at a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is such a 2000s thing. But then the nightmare is, oh, no, the magazine's going poorly. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, oh, no, print media is dead. Yes, welcome to 1998. Like, okay. Welcome to 2023, baby. I learn everything from stuff apparently written by robots, and I hate it. And you can tell. <laughs> Every Google result is useless. Every Google result is useless, unless you put the word Reddit in it. And even then, now it's useless, because Reddit's still, like, under blackout. And I'm just like, I get it. You guys reclaim your power, but I don't know how to fix this. Without you guys. (laughs) It's like, what do you want me to do? And people are like, there's always funny. There's like these old people. And I I say old with a loving tone because I'm probably among them. But they're like, here's what you do. You got to start your own web rings again. Have your own forums. Like, I don't want to do that. I did. I was there. I did. I had my own little stupid forums that I updated with HTML that only three people used because I have no friends. I miss the forums. I like using social media because I get to see people that I pretend are my friends. I miss the forums. I miss having a weird little website. A signature. I miss trying to learn how to do HTML. Stealing other people's code and fixing it for yourself. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> like just putting it together. Trying to find any instance of their username they put into the code and deleting it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like all those things that are like copyright by X and you're like, no, girl, that's gone. No, people, some people would just straight up like, like they just put like their name into brackets, like yeah. into the code just like in random places so it would like make it not do anything but then when they would go to that your website and look at your source code they'd see their username <laughs> so i had to learn how to be better at stealing than people were at better than at protecting their work and you know what that's fitting because in this film it turns out that jenna was the one selling all their scoops to the competitive magazine sparkle and when lucy finds us out because lucy's um presentation for the redesign doesn't go well because So what Jenna's doing is she's thinking about the nostalgia because she's still 13 in her head. And she's like, let's do a cute little magazine that's like about real people. She has no memories of the current day. She's just like, oh, what about this thing I liked when I was 13? Yeah. What about football? And it's like, okay, like, but whatever, you know. And (laughs) (laughs) So they, uh, that's, that's her whole pitch. But Lucy's pitch was like, what if we showed like, like just real dirt nasty shit in our magazine. <laughs> what if we just showed like the most cutting edge, like 
awful garbage. That's what people want, right? And they're all like, <laughs> no. But her presentation is like this like PowerPointy, like transitiony, like epic, like technologically based presentation. Whereas Jenna's is like um cardboard. Like a trifold. Yeah, it's like a trifold <laughs> with like photographs on it. But she wins, because of course. Anyway, as Lucy like storms out, she goes to Jenna's office and sees that Jenna's been cashing these checks from Sparkle. And then uh, she's like, you know what? I'm going to sell Jenna's idea to Sparkle and become editor-in-chief, which she does. And Jenna is so betrayed. It's just like kind of like work. Work, girl. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's like – it's very funny because you can't really get – you can be like, oh, Lucy's kind of a jerk, like, because, I mean, of course she's, she is, but, like, you can't really hold it that much against her because, like, you've been seeing this it's woman. Like you did this. Like, you literally did. And that's what she says. She's like, you're the pot calling the kettle black. Which one you want me to be? You want me to be the pot or the kettle? And, like, go off. Like, because she's, she should do what she needs to do. The, and the lesson she learns when she goes back to being a teenager is, like, Lucy's not a true friend. Yes. And it's like, yeah, but, like. Were you? Who the fuck were you? You don't even because you you're living in this body that you don't actually know what's happened for the past 17 years. And Jenna's like finding out like through notes from her secretary that she's actually been like a really big bitch like her whole adult life that like she has no friends and everybody hates her. And she's like, like even her parents. Like, yes, she doesn't she doesn't even fucking talk to her parents anymore. And it's like, what happened to you? Yes. And she's like messing around with a married man and stuff like that. And then like, and it's like her co-worker's husband. Yes. It's not even like some random married man where you're like, oh, well, maybe she didn't know or whatever you could be like well no she knows but it's like no it's like literally her fucking co-worker's husband <laughs> and like if you think about it when she's like i'm gonna be a better person now i was like but is she because like she's messing around with an engaged man you know like trying to break up a happy little marriage but it's also like she is 13 in her brain right so like and everything's drama when you're 13 that's like the classic like Oh, I want to be with him, but he's got a girlfriend. But it's like, it's true love. It's okay. And I mean, her best friend did say to her one point, it's like, yeah, sure, do what you want. You're not married. So I think she kind of takes like, oh, married is when it matters. Married's when you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Engaged? Engaged for game. Like, <laughs> who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh, it's because he doesn't have a ring on the finger yet. Only the woman does. So he's not locked no. down. So it doesn't even fucking okay, We matter. do not condone cheating <laughs> on your fiance. <laughs> Let it be known. We don't condone cheating on anyone but if you're jenna rink you're just gonna do what you want right and if you're jennifer garner like you're gonna get away with it if you're jennifer garner in real life you're never gonna do it because you're too good yes see that's that's a queen we stand if you're jennifer garner in a movie we're gonna side with you yes we're gonna <laughs> side with you of course even if you start to think about it you're like mm, i don't know if this girl's good it's like you know what i gotta believe it because she's got that beautiful smile and she just seems so nice in person she does <laughs> I, I do like how the movie like sticks with this conviction that like matt's not gonna leave his fiance for this girl that just popped up in his life again after after all these years and like yeah he's like what the fuck are you talking about no i love because like matt's getting married like the next day and um i guess it's been like a couple of weeks throughout the whole like movie's timeline yeah his wedding's coming up yeah he shows up to matt's wedding which is in his backyard and she's like hey i love you like don't you want to get married to me and he's like we don't really know each other like why would i want to throw away this life i have and he gives her back the dollhouse that he had in his closet because she had chucked it at him in this timeline after the 13th birthday party and she takes it and tearfully exits the house and sits down on the porch and a wind blows and blows the wishing dust into her eyes and she becomes 13 again which is the best case scenario yes for any because oh my god what if she just had to keep being 30 and like deal with the fact that her magazine is like out of business and she because of her because of her and she's got to figure out how to like date when she's like (laughs) not attracted to people her actual age so yeah no she would 
that she would go to jail fast. Yeah, fast. And I don't even think she'd like know what was wrong until like, you know, she's like trying to convince the defense attorney. It's like, but you don't get it. I'm 13. They're like, huh. You know, she goes back to the past, and of course, she jumps at the chance to see Matt. They they like pour soda on um, Tom Tom and like tear up the homework she did for her. And I do admit, I teared up a little bit at the last line because Jenna says to Matt, "Like, come on, we're going to be late." And he goes, "Late for what?" And then they exit the door, and they're getting married. And it was very cute. cute. It's like also, but like as someone who did not have like a high school sweethearts experience, I was I remember just being like, "That's not that's not how things work." It is for Janine, of course, but um, I was like, that, did they just date for the next 17 years? Uh, if you Okay, that's true. It's kind of honestly, I'm like, wait, you high school sweethearted, that's fine, that's, I get it, but you didn't get married at 20? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. I'm not gonna lie. You waited until point. you were 30? You... That's... <laughs> Oh yeah, we've what was been, the logic? We've there? been dating for seventeen years, but he still hasn't popped the question. <laughs> Every single like get together that they're at, people are like, "So are you getting married yet?" And Jenna, Jenna goes like, like, "No, no, apparently not." <laughs> Ask Matt about that. You're gonna have to talk to Matt about that. <laughs> Plus, you already know he's willing to cheat on his fiance because, like, you did that. Well, he actually didn't. That's true because none of this happened. I mean, like, he tells her right before he gets married. I can't be with you just because you showed up in my life two weeks before my wedding. They did make out a little bit, though. They did make out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but then he was like, I'm not doing this, and I can't do this. I've always loved you, but I can't do this. And then and he's like, oh, fuck. She's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> shit, 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 yeah, shit, shit, So, like, if we thought about the ideas, like, which one is, like, the real world, like, the real Jenna, you know? If we think about the fact that, like, the actual 30 timeline is, like, real life, like, Jenna's just having a mental breakdown on her parents' porch holding a dollhouse while glitter is getting into her eyes and like scratching her corneas like it's not that's the eye job there you go that's the eye job that's the eye job and so she looks beautiful like she looks great and she gets on the dating scene and she's fine but she's not (laughs) we've we've seen that oh and there's something else that goes on throughout this whole film which is like in the beginning like matt and jenna like share this packet of candy called razzles razzlers or razzles they're real they're real candy when i was remembering this film because i'd seen it when i was a kid i thought razzles were the glitter thing i did not realize razzles were just the candy that they were sharing but it sounds like Again, I've never had them, but I looked it up, and it's like a disc shape, like sweet tarts, I guess, because it's, it's like like a weird candy that if you chew it, it turns into gum, which doesn't sound good to me. It's not. It's not good. Well, they loved it. <laughs> they're like even sharing Brazzlers or whatever they're called at the end, like shot of the film, which is like at their wedding. Do you think? Do you think this was like you know, like how in ET, like they wanted to have M and M's, but they did Reese's Pieces instead, exactly, and then it like shot up the sales of Reese's Pieces. Do you think? that they had that same conversation here or were like Razzlers really popular in the 1980s? Like, was that, were they like, we want to bring Razzlers, whatever they're called. Are they Razzlers? Razzles. Razzles. We want to bring Razzles back to the modern conscious. Like we want people to buy Razzles again. Or did they have to like work out a brand deal with somebody? Like who wants to come back? Who wants to be on the scene again? I'm going to say that it's probably just someone who was writing the movies, like favorite <laughs> weird candy. <laughs> you're right. You're I'm right. on the Razzles Wikipedia page. <laughs> Cultural references. Razzles are the protagonist's favorite candy in the movie 13 Going on 30. And then apparently it's also in episodes of The Venture Brothers, American Dad, The Walking Dead, and Psych. So it's like a popular candy. It's not like something they were just like, this was like my obscure favorite candy back in the day. Tootsie Roll acquired 
Razzlers, Razzles in 2004. It's not like if I were like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a movie where the strawberry and cream lifesavers are their favorite candy, which did come back. They apparently were named after the original flavor was raspberry and they were named after a fictional flavor called Razzleberry. (laughs) There you have it, folks. (laughs) They were introduced in 1966. That's old. That's an old candy. Yeah. So that makes sense why those candies would be around those that those kids entire life you know what what's a candy that you remember being introduced introduced yeah like what's a candy you remember being new yeah um baby bottle pops baby bottle yes baby bottle bottle pops pops. baby bottle pops those were awesome i think for me i remember specifically seeing a whatchamacallit for the first time oh you ever have one of those yeah they have a bunch of shit in them yes they're like good but i mean i haven't had them since they came out but they still have them i'm always surprised like you guys are still making these (laughs) like (laughs) This whole idea of that, like, was Matt, like, really cheating when he made out with Jenna is, like, reminds me of a scale. And don't get me. Like, he, he was. Yeah. But... <laughs> yes, but, like, don't get me, you know, don't, I don't want to hear any, like, thought pieces about this next little, like, piece of conversation we're going to have. I don't want anyone, like, no, I don't want anyone adding me, you know, like, just let me talk about this. Don't add me to, like, a Twitter list or something condones adultery (laughs) (laughs) there's a concept that my husband and i have discussed because we see a lot of drama among our friends that regard like you know different levels of cheating which we've never you know whatever i can say i'm not going to explain myself this is just a conversation we've had and we've talked about how like and of course he uses legal terms which i can't do because i don't understand it but he talks about if cheating were like misdemeanors all the way to felonies like which which cheating is where because there's definitely worse cheating and, like, more acceptable cheating. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Even if you think cheating is unacceptable. Like, there's a big difference between making out with your childhood crush and, like, secretly dating them for, like, five years while you guys are planning your wedding. Like, did you go home after that and been and was like, hey, babe, I have to tell, like, I was working with Jenna Day and she kissed me. And I'm just letting you know. Right. Or, like, did he just, like, keep that to himself? I mean, like, or if it's, like, did you just keep that to yourself? He definitely did. You keep did. that to yourself, but then you're, like... You say to the girl, don't ever do that again. I'm getting married. Bye. That's acceptable. Like, that's just like, that's something that like, if you found out about it, like 20 years later, you might be like kind of pissed off about, (laughs) but you wouldn't be like, okay, we need to get a divorce right now. It's like, okay, we need to talk about this. Why didn't you tell me? And it's like, because I got married to you two days later and I was just like done with her. (laughs) (laughs) Which like, okay, I get it. It's like, oh, you never saw her again? Okay. Yeah. And it's like, but he definitely had to wait, right? Like he had to wait till like after they were on their honeymoon and like probably like settled into their life a little bit. Maybe one day when. He says, whatever happened to your friend Jenna, the one that we saw that one time we were in New York City before you moved where I am? Oh, she tried to make out with me, so I just cut her off. off. Right? (laughs) And, like, that's the way you win that conversation. Like, if you'd brought it up at any other point, it would have been an argument. But if you say, like, I cut her off. Here's another question. So in the butterfly effect of Jenna becoming a 30-year-old and then unbecoming a 30-year-old, what happened? Who's Wendy getting married to in current day? Good question. Does she have a nice boyfriend? Or did we just, like, put her on a path to to hell? (laughs) She deserves someone good, okay? That's she was. She a, seemed nice. She seemed nice. You know, the only qualm that I have with this whole movie is like, so like Jenna's boyfriend is when she's thirty is like introduced, and it's very funny actually, very great comedic timing because he's like taking a shower in her apartment when she wakes up, and she's freaked out because there's a naked man, and you don't even learn his name until like seventy five percent of the way through the movie because she keeps calling him naked man. He's like a popular hockey player or something like that, and like the last thing we get with him is her like being upset that he wants to like strip tease for her because they're you know dating in their 30s but like what happened to him 
Like, we don't know anything about what happened to him at the end of the film. Like, I guess we don't need to. Maybe he's with Wendy. Exactly. Exactly. Nice pair of the spares. Yeah, pair of the spares. A nice lady with a hot guy. Right. Who's maybe a bit of, like, a jerk. We don't really know because, like, we don't see him. It's not like in um, – I started getting my rom-coms mi- mixed up at this point, actually, because I was starting to get some vibes of Sheets of Egyptian Cotton from – Ooh, um, Uptown Girls. Exactly. I was like, is this where Sheets of Egy- Egyptian Cotton happens? I was like, no, no, no. Wrong movie. Also a good movie. Which one we should revisit now that we're no longer under the shackles of Podcrust. <laughs> Podcrust.biz. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> so that's our crime for this episode is you need to figure out like we're not going to tell you what the scale is we already introduced the scale to you you're going to have to figure out on that scale where your adulterous uh you know vibes may land like we're not going to tell you we we encourage you to just cheat a little bit and see no, if we don't. get away with it <laughs> no that's just not the little, crime like like a hot girl's picture on instagram see what happens no 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 the crime that people are doing is you're going to find any store that sells razzles and you're going to try them without paying for them. <laughs> you're not going to, like, take them out of the store with you. You're just going to open them you're and try open one. You're going to pack it like old, women, <laughs> like, pe- like old people do with, like, the grapes at the supermarket. Yes. <laughs> I want you to grape at the supermarket a pack of razzles. <laughs> Even better if you open a couple different packets. You're like, mm. <laughs> no, there was something wrong with this one. I feel it. Yeah, this one was fucked up. I'm, I'm, but yeah, maybe, maybe if I open another package that has the exact same flavors. <laughs> Oh, well, I think uh, that about does it for 13 Going on 30. I enjoyed it. I thought it held up. It's a good movie. It really is. It's a good movie. Yes. I'm still just so impressed with the casting. I'm like, man, where'd you get those two identical children? And again, like, I think it just works because Jennifer Garner is just so into it. And Matt, also, like, Mark Ruffalo, like, we've already established that he's very, very attractive, especially in this role. Uh, And and in 2004 at the height of his power yes and also he's got this like kind of like a little bit disinterested vibe that is like very very it does it for me you know he's like kind of like a little bit always a little bit bewildered and like a little removed and like you just gravitate towards that i don't think he had like gotten his teeth done yet just felt like a real guy yeah rough around the edges his head was so square and i don't know (laughs) (laughs) classic classic leading man and they had good chemistry too i think Great so chemistry. yeah now i'm finding i looked up mark ruffalo 2004 and there's a picture of them in uh like to like a reunion pic and you know them. what's also like speaking about how like jennifer garner is a great person irl i'm pretty sure mark ruffalo is like really like he's like a guy who's very like passionate politically and like very involved like an activist type guy well why did a picture of jennifer garner and mark ruffalo come up first are they together oh no they're best friends apparently <gasps> Yes. Then why did she fucking date Ben Affleck? (laughs) Why would she do this? (laughs) Yes, apparently, like, this is a story from last year that they're, like, still best friends. What? Oh, my gosh. I love it. What? I love it. That's beautiful. That's insane. That's so sweet. I love that. See, what a great film to be our first as we get out from the shackles of Podcrest. And last year, they did a movie together where they play, where they're the parents. Beautiful amazing i'm gonna have to check that out now <laughs> he tweeted a picture of the two of them and said reconnecting with an old pal anyone know where we can get razzles in canada do you, do you think he pays for them you shouldn't have to like i'm saying like this is the long game for razzles razzles is getting free product placement from these that's probably the only reason they're still around probably like i don't like tootsie roll should have 
discontinued that forever ago if not yeah but somebody needs to have like the free candy they throw out at parades and that's tootsie rolls (laughs) i thought it was smarties (laughs) (laughs) see smarties can crush on impact throwing out of a parade float tootsie rolls i mean those you can throw them at a moving car at a child and the child will probably survive do you know what's upsetting about tootsie rolls (laughs) everything everything i was gonna say everything (laughs) (laughs) i hate tootsie rolls they're like fine. You know what? My mom really likes the vanilla ones. And mm. they're okay. But you know what I hate? Those giant Tootsie Rolls that you have to like take a bite out of. Ugh. Like, ugh. Give me a little one and I'll chew on it. You know, I'll mess around with a Tootsie Roll pop. Like, like how many licks does it take? Nobody knows because that fucking owl. You don't need to know. You just need to chew it you up. You don't need to know. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? Different crime. Um, Just go set something on fire. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Go find the headquarters of podcrust.ru.biz. Do this for us. And tell them what we think. Maybe send us the address to confirm so you don't just burn down a fucking... (laughs) Okay, well, you can find us everywhere at Hate Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. We have a group and a page. I also want to let you guys know that since we were, you know, you guys were inaccessible from our Podcrust episodes... Under strict contract. Under strict, strict contract. uh, I did take the Patreon funds that were in the account for $618 and donated them to the Trevor Project. <laughs> that is not a yes. There were a lot, there was, we, yes. Anyway, uh, if anybody wants a refund, please just email guess what you're going to hate at gmail.com. We'll work something out. Um, I can also, I've shared on our socials the proof of the donation. The Trevor Project is a great charity and glad to support them. I felt like it was a good place to go since, um, you know, we already lost our whole fortune on uh, the Trash Coin project. So um, it just didn't feel right stealing your guys' money. So <laughs> <laughs> we need to learn from our NFT mistakes. So From your NFT mistakes. I didn't read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> right. It all came on me, and that means I'm losing my house. So I'm going to move into a dollhouse that my friend made for me when we were 13. Um, we're going to let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, that's it. I think that's all, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. Sure. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you're <Yeah>. still here. <laughs>